0: Today, we're talking about your sales process.
1: Yeah. What do you guys want to know?
0: Well, I know, I think Steve and uh, a couple of the other folks said that they would like to just hear, I think last time they were talking about, they would just like a walkthrough of your process. Okay. Um, And I know we've talked about it a little bit in different ways before, but I don't think we've ever, like, covered it start to finish.
1: Um yeah we uh, we could definitely do that so technically my sale process actually starts like the first moment I meet whoever my client is mm-hmm. So we could start there and it would be a long process or we can kind of like glaze through that part and get to the actual sit- down sale part so you you guys tell me what you want to hear.
0: okay, so while we're waiting for them to respond, um, I'll tell them a little bit about what I did. Um, business-wise, this is pretty exciting, this past Saturday, and tell you about it at the same time. Yeah, because I
1: haven't heard it yet. Yeah.
0: So, um, I have been going to some comic book conventions uh, and anime and other type, you know, pop culture conventions for a few years or so now, doing panels and presentations and and stuff like that. Um, And I've met different cosplayers and different people. One of those people is um, a cosplayer named Super Casey who uh, worked for Wizard World for a while and currently works for GalaxyCon. And GalaxyCon just had their con up in Minneapolis this past weekend. And last week, like, I don't know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't remember exactly which day it was, I get a message from Casey, and she's like, Hey, um, we need a photographer for a job. We're doing an alternative uh, a variant art cover of a comic book. It's going to be a GalaxyCon exclusive. And my boss asked if I knew any photographers that could do this, like a high-end cosplay photo shoot for this. And she was like, yeah, I know just the guy. That guy was me. <laughs> so she's like, this is this is what we need. Um, you know, how much would it cost? And then um, I, I'll go talk to my boss and see about it. So I told her, you know, I based it on... Basically my day rate because it was driving up, doing the photo, driving home, editing the photo, and delivering it. So I quoted uh, $700 for it, and uh, they're like, "Okay, let's do this." So Saturday I drove to Minneapolis, went to GalaxyCon, um, got my badge to go in so I wouldn't get harassed. Was taken back. This part was pretty. This part was pretty cool slash funny, um, and was introduced to the model, uh, a woman named Savette from Florida, that they flew in from Florida to model for this. And uh, they had to figure out, like, where they were going to put us for the photo shoot because they didn't want us, like, out on the floor shooting. We wanted to be in a place where we could just work undisturbed. So they had to find a room for us. So she was like, just go into the, you know, into this little, like, green room area and have some food and, and, and drink and just get acquainted. So we go in there and sit down and we're talking and I look around and William Shatner is sitting one table over from me. The guy that plays Johnny in Karate Kid and now the Cobra Kai um, YouTube series walks in the room, grabs some pizza, stands there, eats a slice while holding this bottle of water while me and Samet are just talking and getting acquainted. Then they set us up. We do this whole photo shoot. I can't show you the photo. Uh, yet because it's not out. It needs to be um,
1: published. First. Yeah,
0: it isn't published. If anybody wants to see it and you're connected with me on like Facebook or whatever, I can send it to you in a private message, but I can't show it publicly yet. But I am super excited and super proud of this. My photograph is going to be a variant art comic book cover, which I think is amazing. Like I am That's so stoked incredible. for that. Yeah, super, super cool. Super cool. So Zara, I'll definitely send you the image when we're done. Yes, I please. know you want to see it. And if anybody else wants to see it, ping me on Facebook facebook or wherever you are connected with me and i'll and i'll send it out so you guys can see it because it's pretty amazing i made it all of my um home screens except for my ipad since you might see the ipad screen while we're doing this here (laughs) Uh, also i was just in um a high school this morning our local high school doing a um editing workshop with the kids and um the image isn't isn't totally, it's not like nudity or anything like that, but it's a little bit, you know, it's a comic book cover of a woman. Um, for better or worse, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit sexualized. <laughs> so, anyway, that was my weekend, which was pretty amazing and pretty exciting. And uh, I'm very, very happy with that and hoping to do more stuff with GalaxyCon as well, like going to their cons and doing panels and things of that nature.
1: That's amazing. See, And, yeah. like, what an amazing example of, like put it out into the universe and just like trust that like it's gonna work out and it will like just what was it two months ago like you were freaking out about the whole youtube thing and like if you hadn't given that up like you might have never had this opportunity show up at your door because you wouldn't have been open to it yeah and i sound really like hippie-ish
0: no i mean i agree with you (laughs) and and the other thing yeah and, and the other thing to realize is like this whole thing basically came because of in-person networking, right? Because I met Super Casey at Wizard World when I went right. as an attendee, and we went to one of her panels. And I had been wanting to try panels, and I had an idea for a photo shoot panel, and she was already doing panels at Wizard World. So I was like, I'm going to go talk to this person and see if you know, she'd be interested in like working together on a panel like that. Right. So she had a booth on the floor. I go talk to her at the booth. She was like, oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. Let's do that. We do that. We start to become friends. We start working together. Then she starts working for cons. Then her con boss needs a, needs a photographer. Who does she think of? Me.
1: Right. Right? So like, And that's the thing. Like, just shake hands and you never know where it's going to lead. If you hide behind your screen. Yeah. You, like, yeah, people might know <laughs> of you, but they don't have that personal connection to you. And right. It's never going to lead anywhere. Yep. So, yeah. I'm super proud of you. I'm thank so excited. I can't thank wait to you. see
0: the picture. I'm super excited. Uh, my wife also said, and th- this is funny too, um, and she said, I made uh, that video about the iPad sucking and it went well. So that's true. Although it wasn't about the iPad sucking. It was about Photoshop, which Adobe finally released for the iPad sucking.
1: Sucking. <laughs>
0: yeah. So the app came out and I was like, finally, I got to download it and try it. I download it. I try it. After about five minutes, I realized, like, this is a joke, right? I'm like, is this a joke? This is a joke. Because Photoshop for the iPad sucks. And I'm sitting there talking about it. I'm messaging back and forth with my friend Andrew, who also does a lot of editing on his iPad. And we're both like, this is, this can't be real, can it? Like, what the hell were they thinking? And I'm like, I haven't, as you guys know, I haven't been making videos on YouTube. Um... I was like, I gotta make a video about this. So, this was a total hot take. I titled the video Rant to make it clear. Like, this is a rant, this is a hot take, this is me sitting down here after playing with this app and and realizing it's a shit show. The whole process was about two hours, record, edit, post to YouTube, done. That video, what I've learned from this is I should just do hot takes
1: on YouTube. Because People just want to listen to your rant.
0: Because that video is the best performing video um, in, you know, in the first week or whatever than any other video that I've probably ever done, honestly. Wow. Yeah, like it's at, I don't know, something like, uh, let's take a look at what it's at. 8 Eighty-two hundred views. I even got linked in the the article on the Verge at theverge.com. They did an article about people hot taking on uh-huh. <laughs> on it and it being bad, and they linked my video in their article. So wow. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. See? So
0: what I've See? learned is I should do hot takes, um, and not actually try to teach people anything. <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: Um. Uh oh. I'm going to let you talk about that for a second more because I'm getting a call from my mom and she was at the doctor. So oh, okay. I so, need to pick this up really quick. I'll be all right back. I will keep talking then. Okay.
0: Yeah. So Steve says it also helps that you are a big guy in the room as in voice and excitement. Not only stature, always make sure you are noticed. Yeah. It's funny that you say that, Steve, because um, I was just at the high school this morning, like I said. So what I've, what I've been doing with the high school is um, we did... Uh, a whole photo shoot process with the Photo 2 class. So it started with me going in with the class and then brainstorming a concept. And the kids were in charge, essentially voting, uh, of developing the concept. And then we just sort of like guided and pushed them a little bit and gave them options. So develop the concept. Then they had to come up, that was one session. Then they had to come up with the look and the wardrobe and all that stuff, which I wasn't, excuse me, there for... Um, for that stuff because they, they could do that without me. And then we did the photo shoot, and then today was the edit. And after after doing this, I was talking with Mrs. Clement is the name of the teacher. And she was saying exactly what you just said, Steve, that um, you know she said, like, I'm a, a great teacher, uh, even though I'm not a, a teacher in the sense that I work in the public education system. And she said part of it is that I have such a presence and an engagement um, with the – with the, with the audience, you know, whether the audience is students in a classroom or whether it's in my video or if I'm speaking, you know, at ClickCon or something like that. Um, And she said she really appreciates that, that I have that presence, that I can engage with the kids and, and, you know, have the humor and, and do like the self-deprecating thing when it's appropriate or whatever, and, and essentially make it fun and interesting for them. So yeah, that definitely makes a difference. You know, your presence as a person is an important thing. Um, one of the things I do struggle with as a person in general is when it comes down to networking, I have such a hard time like figuring out as I sit here, blah, 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 um, In one-on-one or even group situations, I don't tend to be a person who talks all of the time or a lot. And, and in those situations when I'm trying to network, I often have a hard time figuring out what the hell to say or how to, engage in or continue a conversation with the person so um those are skills that are worth developing and working on
1: yeah i think Ah. being personable is really important yeah so yeah it's it's a good skill to have and just like putting yourself out there because once you find your people and once you find your voice it's a lot easier yes to to do those things because yeah it can be really scary yep okay
0: so So, tell us about your sales process. Nobody actually answered your question. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: why don't you give us like um, an overview of the first contact sales process through, you sure. know, the, that and then maybe go a little bit more in depth with your like actual sales process as far as like selling your print, selling your packages, selling right.
1: whatever it is. So like I start like I always like to say like I don't sell i Mm -hmm. my process is that i am gonna help my clients find the right product the right service and the right product for them Um, and that is my goal like i never i want to make money obviously but i know that if i just focused on the number I would just be like a sleazy Carl sales guy and who the hell wants to buy anything from a person like that. ABC,
0: always be closing. (laughs) Right.
1: Like, (laughs) yeah. And I mean, there is the sale of the psychology of a sale. Like, obviously there is certain things that like sleazy sales guys do that is a technique, but there's a better way to go about it. And so my, my promise to my clients is that I am going to get you into the right product for the right price that's going to make you happy and me happy. Mm-hmm. And so when they initially contact me, I'm very upfront with my pricing, uh, but I always also put out there, anything can be customizable. I can customize anything. Now there is obviously a threshold of, I'm not going to work for X, lower than X amount of dollars. Like mm-hmm. Because if my costs are going to be more than, or my expenses are going to be more than what I'm making, I'm not giving away my services for free. Right. Uh, so they initially will get, they'll get like a welcome email if they email me, or if they text me, I always ask for an email and I email them. They get an email that says, hey, you know, your date's available. You know, these, this is our process. And if you'd like to take a look at our prices, here's a link to our price guide. And that goes through, depending on what session it is, it goes through the packages or the prices. Um, for them. And then we set up their appointment, they always have to pay their session fee up front. Now, if it's a wedding, or some kind of an event or a branding session, it's 25% retainer down to book their date, I will not put a date in my calendar until I have money in the bank, guaranteeing that they're going to show up for that day. Mm -hmm. And that's literally all it is, is the money down is for them to show up so many times prior to like making my session fee a requirement prior to booking, I would have people like no call no show. So like I would show up for the session and then they wouldn't be there. And now you're wasting my time this way. If they don't show up, like I've, I've made my money for the hour that I'm going to wait on top of it. They have more skin in the game and therefore they are going to show up or they're going to be responsible about (laughs) it and, get in touch with me prior to try to reschedule.
0: Right. They're invested in it, literally. Yep.
1: They are literally invested in it. So mm. they are they are going to be more responsible. Like people who pay pay attention. Right. That that's the bottom line. So then we do their session and from there like as we're going through the session I'll already start talking about products to get them to think about what they want to do with their images. So now if it's like a wedding, I'm obviously I'm shooting for an album. I'm shooting those one or two large prints that they're going to get, but I'm also shooting for an album. So sometimes if I get them into a pose or whatever, I talk throughout shooting, like I'm constantly blabbing. And so I'll tell them I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Like these three images are going to be great together for a spread. I'll do the same thing with boudoir albums. Like I'll say, okay, we're going to you know, do this pose and I'm going to have you adjust to this, this, and this because it's going to look great together. So I'm already putting an idea of like what they're going to want in their album um and then from there we said so at the end of the session typically i try to do it prior to the session so when i set up their initial session i also try to set up their sales session because what happens if i don't do that is i tend to forget and then a month later i'll get an email like hey when can i see my pictures and i'm like oh but if i already have the date set in my calendar I don't forget because I'm like, oh, I have a sales session coming up. The images need to be ready for that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, And so if I haven't done it prior.
0: So that serves, sorry to interrupt. So that actually serves two purposes for you. One, make sure you don't forget because you just, you book it, you you schedule at the same time. And then it gives you a deadline so you can actually have motivation to work and get the edits done.
1: Yep, get it done, (laughs) exactly. So like I know my own weaknesses, right? So I I work to try to counter those. In fact, I have an email from an engaged engaged couple that they're like, "Uh, it's been like a month and a half. And I was like, oh, like I completely spaced that I even shot the session. Mm. And so if I don't have it in my calendar, I tend to forget. I've got a lot of things going on and I'm forgetful a little bit. So mm-hmm. anyways, um, so if I haven't booked it prior, I try to get them on my calendar before they leave my site to come in for their um, for their view session, for their sales session. So then they come in. Typically, it's like 7 to 10 days after the session, depending on what it is. Obviously, weddings, it takes me a little bit longer. They'll come in for their view session. Um, we'll sit down. And I just – I've used a whole bunch of variety of different – things to try to do my sales sessions. And I always just default back to Lightroom. Mm -hmm. It works for me. There are better ways to do it, but those better ways probably, they take up more setup. And to me, this way works. So they'll come in and I'll have their images loaded into Lightroom. They're the ones that I've already selected um, from the full raw gallery. So typically like for a boudoir session, it'll be anywhere from... I try to do 45 to 50 images that they're okay. going to see.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, albums, I try to get them to narrow down to about 30. Now, if they can't narrow down to 30, obviously, I'll put more in there. But I also charge them for it. Mm-hmm. So they'll come in. They'll sit down. We go through the images, and I have them anything they like or kind of like. They star for me. So they'll, mm-hmm. I'll have them just press, like, number five. And so that typically takes out maybe, you know, five to ten images that they don't like. And then from there, I say, okay, what like what are we doing with these images so that I can help you narrow them down further?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so at that point, they also they get another copy. It's a hard, I don't think I have a copy of it with me, but it's the folio books like Miller's has them, White House has them. Um, they're folio books, so they just kind of open up to like a two page spread and it has the prices in there so it's like a menu that I'm handing them uh, with the pricing in it and so they're looking at it they, they see all the products they see the prices they've already seen me so it's not like a shock to their system of what my products cost um, they're looking through it and they say okay like we want to do you know the the eight by eight album and I'm like okay that comes with 20 images so we need to narrow it down to 20 images so now we go through again and I try to block off outfits. So for a boudoir, it would be like, okay, this outfit. Because I also shoot outfits. Like, each outfit is in one setting. I don't tend to take that outfit and shoot it in three or four different settings. Because it makes no sense. It's not going to flow in an album. Mm-hmm. And it's the same outfit. And so it's like, you know, the the black bra and panty set gets shot on the bed. And then the red bodysuit gets shot on the red couch. And, like, what? so, like, each one is different. So then... I pull them up in Lightroom in the multi view, um, format and it has all of the pictures they've selected from that specific set. And Mm -hmm. so from there I'm like, okay, like these two are really similar, which one do you want to keep? Um, and I'll help them narrow it down again. Typically they're going to narrow it to like 25 images. So there's going to be an extra five images. And then that's where I can say, okay, we can fit these into the album at $50 a piece. Or you can upgrade, you know, depending on what the price difference is. You can upgrade to the next album, you'll get more stuff, and we can add a few more images in. And that's pretty much the bottom line of how my sales go. Mm -hmm. I always offer them a payment plan. The catch with the payment plans is... So they can do an in-house payment plan. There's no fees, no extra cost to it. So it's pretty much whatever their total is divided up into three or four chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, I do this, but I also have a love-hate relationship with it because then you're the one responsible to go after them to try to collect. The catch is, is they don't get their images. Like I don't even start working on their images until I have full payment, and so I have I've had clients who if they you know defaulted on their payments or it's taking them longer to pay for it they're waiting longer than like the two months that i give them to get their images it
0: makes sense though because it motivates them to pay versus right. if they have the images it it demotivates them because they already have the thing right
1: why would they pay exactly So that's the catch like if you do in-house payment plans you have to make sure that like you have collateral to hold against them
2: mm-hmm.
1: and my thing is is I am I'm not gonna put my time in to get these images done for you if you haven't paid me yeah. yeah so
0: that makes total sense
1: the other option that I offer them now is and I don't know if it's available to everyone but Square has both Square and PayPal do it now PayPal mm-hmm. has like their pay later thing I think everyone has seen it or has used it um, it's through PayPal So like they have to go through and get qualified through PayPal for PayPal credit, or they can go through square. Mm -hmm. Um, They're a little different. PayPal credit works more like a credit card where like you have a set balance and you can use it square is they have to input the exact amount that it's costing them to buy your product. Then they use your link. So like, let's say you were buying something from me. I would send you the link to apply for the square installments. You would apply for it through there. You'd have to know exactly how much money it's costing you. So like I would have to tell you the exact total. Mm-hmm. You put that in. If you get approved, it's they have variety. So it's like 0 to like 20% and it's anywhere from like 6 months to 24 months I think. What it, it all depends on like your credit and what they'll approve the Mm -hmm. client for um and so sometimes if they have really good credit they can get zero percent so it's the same as mine but i get my money up front and then square deals with them to get their payments Mm -hmm. versus me having to you know either call them or text them or whatever to try to get that payment um, covered um so i'm leaning more towards trying to do the installment plans through square just because it takes that headache away from me but i will still do yep and I will still do installment plans through me because like some people don't qualify or some people just don't want another line of credit the square one so it's just like a one time thing once you pay it off it's gone and then like the next time you'd have to do it again mm-hmm. it's more like an equity line versus a revolving right. balance um, so there there are options like that to like try to ease it and i think that's where a lot of people get stuck they they look at Oh my God, $2,500 or.
2: Well,
0: we lost your audio.
1: If you're willing to pay $200 for a pair of jeans, you're more, you're more than capable of paying a thousand dollars for your photos. It's a matter of making it really easy for them to be like, Oh yeah, it's a no brainer. Like I can, I can break that payment up. It's nothing. And that's how you get the bigger sales. Mm Mm-hmm. Is by giving them the ability to make it affordable. Mm -hmm. Um, But also just kind of guiding them through that process. Like I don't, you know, if my client sits down and she's like, okay, my, my budget is a thousand dollars. I will personally do everything to make sure that what we can do that's going to make me happy and her happy fits within that budget. Right. A lot of people will look, "Oh, okay, their budget is $1000, but I can probably get 1500 out of them." Yeah, you probably can, but you're also probably going to have an unhappy client.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because
1: they're going to have buyer's remorse afterwards. They're going to look at it and go, "Well, I really didn't want to go over this." Mhm. And so, if I can make it work where they're going to be happy and I'm going to be happy, I am 100% going to stay in that range. But I'm also not going to shoot myself in the foot if someone comes to me and they're like, "My budget is a thousand or a hundred dollars, and I want you to do, you know, my newborn pictures and my maternity pictures and birth."
0: Right. And and another but- thing that, <laughs> that you're right. Another thing that goes along with that is is if you do try to get that more out of them, they're going to be more demanding Mm -hmm. because they're paying more that they didn't want to pay in the first place. So they're going to want to maximize that. They're probably way more likely to be a headache customer than the one where you say, oh, your budget's $1,000. I can work with that. This is what we can do. Let's work something out for you. Then they're going to be grateful. Oh my God, I really wanted to work with you. They worked with me and my budget. That's amazing. You know, blah, blah, blah.
1: And it goes, that kind of goes both ways. Because if you also give in to the low-end client, they also, it's like they want champagne for the price of beer.
0: (laughs) Right. There's a fine line there, isn't there? Right. And so
1: you just, you kind of have to, you need to know what you are happy with making and then be able to adjust from there. Mm -hmm. And like one of the things that I do for my high-end paying clients is I always do gifts for them. Like, because I know that, paying five, six, seven, $10,000 is a lot of money. Like it's a lot of money for me. Mm -hmm. And I know that like people work hard for their money. And so at the end of the year, I look at, okay, who are the people who have spent over X amount of dollars with me? And I give, I I send them gifts. Everyone Mm -hmm. gets like a Christmas card or some kind of a thank you card. Um, But the ones who have really invested in me, have sent me a lot of clients, have referred me, have come back over and over like those are the clients that i know are golden and i have repeat clients who they might have come in and initially spent you know 300 dollars with me and then they've come in and spent 10 grand with me and then the next time maybe they're spending two grand with me it all depends on the situation it's a matter of keeping up that relationship so they're confident in coming back to you versus Mm -hmm. going somewhere else right right
0: I wanted to to come back to something you said a little bit mm-hmm. earlier, just briefly. Um, you talked about how you use Lightroom versus whatever other fancy, you know, client presentation options are out there. And uh, I just wanted to touch on that because I think that's something that's really important. Um, people always or not always, but people often get into their heads that they have to have this thing in order to do that thing, do a thing, whatever it is, Uh, you know, the fancy XYZ sales tool album builder that you pay $200 a month for. And supposedly it's going to, you know, boost your sales 500% or some shit like that. Right. Like those tools are sometimes better and sometimes not. Don't, don't fret over that stuff because it's more about um, the experience, which is one of the things that you talk about all of the time. And if you are, dealing with something that is difficult to use or outside of your comfort zone or or anything like that, don't force it into your sales process or into your workflow. Right. You know, Lightroom's fine. Like you can see the images and the images are the most important thing in the end because that's what they're choosing from.
1: Well and so like one of the ones that for as long as I've been in this industry has been around as pro Select. and it is a great program, but it is so complicated to set up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so i I mean, I have it, I've tried it. And the thing was with ProSelect, it was like, Oh, you'll sell more wall art. And that's true. You will, because you can show them what, the what images are like on, look the like on their own wall so they can send you a picture mm-hmm. you load that into ProSelect, and there's another one swift galleries is the other one that does it. it's a newer version um and i think swift galleries you can actually just send the link to your client and they can like if you're doing online sales they can do it all online um anyways but like i don't sell a ton of wall art mm-hmm. i sell wall art based on what's in my studio so people are like i want that size You know, I want this image at that size exactly like that. Okay, cool. Like they will buy what is there. I don't want to keep frames in my studio. Like I don't, I have three frames that I use that I personally believe in. I have three wall art products. So I have canvases, metals and just regular prints framed. I, I, I sell a very limited amount of stuff because it's the things that I actually believe in. It's the things that I can actually have in my own house. Because then I can sell them. That's just my process. Like I can't Mm -hmm. sell something that I don't believe in. Like I don't sell mugs and I don't sell. Like if you go to, let's say, Miller's Mm -hmm. and look at the line of products that they offer, it is incredible the amount Mm -hmm. of stuff they offer. They offer everything from keychains to custom shirts to banners and all that.
0: Pretty much if it can be printed, they probably
2: offer it.
1: Right. (laughs) I only sell what. I be, like the things that I would use because then I'm a better salesperson because I believe in it and then I'm not selling, I'm recommending. Mm-hmm. So I have canvases in my house. I have <coughs> metals in my house and like I can actually speak to those products versus speaking to a keychain or a pillow or right. a throw or whatever.
0: And I think the other nice thing about that is you don't overwhelm your customers with choices. By right. having a refined product list, They have a few things to choose from, and it makes the choosing way easier.
1: Yep. Think of like high-end restaurant menu versus Cheesecake Factory.
0: Right, right.
1: (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you're reading a book at the Cheesecake Factory when you're going through the menu versus when you're at a high-end restaurant that offers three starters, three entrees, two desserts. Mm -hmm. So much easier to choose. Yep. So i would highly recommend that so that yeah. that is a big part of my sales process when i first started out i did offer everything and mm-hmm. if like someone came into me and they were like we need you know 25 shirts printed with this image on it sure you
2: can do and that they one.
1: are they are a client that i really like <laughs> i will figure it out you yeah. know i will either recommend for them to go somewhere or i will you know figure it out with one of my vendors and get them the product they need I don't tend to say no very often.
0: Yeah. And that's probably another thing that a lot of people forget is just because it's not a thing that you list, whether it's a price or a product, it doesn't mean you can't provide it if somebody asks for it. Right. It just simplifies your process if you have a set of things that you do and deal with. And then you have the flexibility, like Zara was talking about earlier, to adapt to whatever the situation might be. Right. $1,000 budget, adapt to it. They want a you know, 20 by 30 instead of a 10 by 15 canvas or whatever the hell the sizes are, do it. Right. You know? Yeah.
1: There, there's absolutely like no shame in doing that. Um, it's just you have to know your limits. You have to know your limits and you have to be aware of what you're selling and what you're doing. And always... Under promise and over deliver. Like, mm-hmm. that is my biggest thing. Like, under promise and over deliver. Like, if you know that you're not going to be able to fit into a thousand dollar budget, don't promise them that you will. Right. Because then it's just disappointment.
0: Yeah. And Steve says the cheaper clients always seem to ask way more about price. Um, whereas the people who value photos more with a higher budget don't really ask too much for prices after the initial talk. And that's, right. that's very true. Right. Uh, price conscious people will focus way more on that. And the people who are more interested in the value of what you actually provide move past the price
1: pretty quickly. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think having setting up some kind of a sales process that like you believe in, So like you are OK with like you would be OK. Someone else walking you through that process mm-hmm. is the most important thing. And. By no means do I think my way is the only way. I do believe that in-person sales will always get you better results. And the reason why in-person sales will always result in a higher amount than um, doing it like online or whatnot is purely because of the experience and the service that you're providing them. Like you are walking them through this process and that is a service in itself versus Mm -hmm. just like, Letting them be on their own online and pick their images, like yeah, it's a provide process. A full service, not just half asset. Right. Um, so yeah, any questions on that?
0: Let's see if we have any questions. And along with this, this might be a good exercise, um, Steve. Uh, sent us, Zara and I, his price sheet to ask for some feedback. And I checked with him a little bit earlier, and he said he would be happy to have us take a look at it and review it and, and offer feedback um, on the show. So if you guys don't have any questions, then we can actually go ahead and take a look at that and discuss the price sheet, because I think that that works perfectly with this particular topic anyway.
1: <clears throat> right. It really does. Um, I'm looking at it right now because I had it pulled up prior to us starting.
0: Perfect, and I'm I'm just bringing it up on my screen so everybody else can see it. Um, let's see here. Steve says that's why I now have several prints from our wedding up in the house, one metal from my printer, and an album we did on our own so we can show variety. Perfect, perfect, because then people can see it, and say like super same thing. This wasn't even a sales process, but I did um, that whole series of the Sandman characters with Cecilia. And uh, my wife and I ordered canvases of all of those to hang up in um, our TV room upstairs. And she was coming over for a photo shoot that we did together, Cecilia was, and uh-huh. I had the canvases out to show her because I wanted her to see them because I knew she would right. um, love them. And she was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I want to buy, I want, I want. And... um She, you know, again, I wasn't, I'm not trying to sell her anything. I'm not even going to, you know, uh, charge her more than cost for them. Right. But seeing the product or an example of the product in person is a huge, huge thing. I mean, think about when you want to buy a thing. As photographers, we want to buy gear, right? What's one of the worst things about buying gear from Amazon or anyplace else? It's the fact that you can't go touch it. You can't go feel it. You can't go heft it and see what it's like. Part of what people love about conferences like ClickCon and shit like that is that you can go in and you can touch the gear. You can feel it. You can use it. You can see what it's really like. And that helps the sales process a lot. So in-person, in-person is going to make you more money.
1: Yep, it always does because they can see it. They can feel it it's just like yeah you said going into a store yep and yep. touching the product yeah you're gonna want it more
0: <laughs> yeah exactly uh so frank popped in but he's got to pop back out because uh, he's got to get back to work thank you for joining us frank um i don't see any questions steve said this is his first draft it took him three and a half hours to do it up yesterday yeah it's an agonizing process so i'll pop it up on screen and uh, Zara, why don't you go ahead and start, and I'll just chime in with any thoughts okay. that I have because this is this is way more your domain than mine, so I can offer a little bit of feedback, but you're gonna you're gonna offer way more valuable feedback than I will here.
1: Um, okay, so one first thing off the bat, there's way too much information on here.
0: That was the very first thing I thought as well. There's a lot going on here.
1: It is way too much and. I like all-inclusive prices when it comes to wedding packaging and this is the reason so for example my cruise right like the reason why i would much rather go to an all-inclusive resort than a cruise even though technically they kind of advertise the same thing right like all your foods included your rooms included, blah blah with the cruise you still have to pay airfare you still have to pay for alcohol you still have to pay for excursions you're you're not done when you pay that price mm-hmm. when you go to an all-inclusive it's included so like yep. when i book a trip to mexico dominican wherever to an all-inclusive resort my flight's included my food my alcohol and most of the non-motorized excursions entertainment whatever is mm-hmm. included
0: it's one and done
1: it's one and done i want to see what the final product is like you have no no idea how many people message me and they're like, are there any hidden fees? Cause they're so <laughs> used to it. They're right. like, Oh, this is the starting point. Mm-hmm. But now there's all these fees mm-hmm. and it's fine to have a starting point. That's your lowest package, but include everything in it. So where right. you, where Steve has it's 800 plus like, no, 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 no. Let's include these things in it. Are you comfortable shooting a wedding on your own? I personally am not comfortable shooting a wedding on my own. Mm -hmm. I always like to have a second photographer. A second photographer is non-negotiable for me. That's included in my package. And when people are like, "Oh, but why do you need the second photographer?" Because it's insurance. And when you explain that to them, they see the value. They don't need to know the price for that second photographer. Right. So that eight hundred dollar package off the bed goes to two hundred, goes up by two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. So now that's a thousand fifty dollars. I'm terrible with math. So, mm-hmm. um, optional album starting at. So either include the album or don't include it. So if you want to include it and $300 for an album is really cheap.
2: Mm-hmm. My
1: wedding albums cost me more than that. So I'm not sure how you're doing that. <laughs> 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 um, but I... um, it's either include the album or don't include it. And in like a basic package, I don't, so I have an elopement package. That is my base package It's $2,000. It includes up to four hours of wedding coverage. It includes just one photographer for the elopement, because this is like something that can be redone. We can go back up to the mountains or whatever and redo their wedding. It includes 50 images and it includes an engagement session Mm -hmm. or no, wait, does it include, no, it doesn't include an engagement session. Sorry. It includes 50 images. That's it. So one photographer, four hours, 50 images is my base package. It's $2,000. Mm-hmm. And then and from there, I go up to my mm-hmm. all-inclusive packages.
0: OK. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to, to add, and a question I have for you on this, Zara, is for one, whatever you mean by all processed digital JPEG images via USB drive, um, that wording should not say all processed images, because people are going to think they're going to get Everything you yep. shot.
1: That was my next thing. Yeah,
0: so it should it should either be a number or or something else to to indicate whatever it is. But all is a bad word to have there.
1: Yep, because they're gonna they're gonna say, oh well, like you were there for four hours and all you got right. is you know a hundred images.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a-
1: and yeah. so I I've seen a lot of people say, oh you know we guarantee fifty images per hour, or we guarantee you know twenty five. I so I say you're going to get 50 fully edited images with this package and then my next one is going to be you will get 150 fully edited images Mm -hmm. and people will ask they're like oh that's all we're getting (laughs) and sometimes I'm like well those are the fully edited ones Mm -hmm. typically my clients are getting five to six hundred images Sometimes if I can't narrow it down, it's a little bit more, but they're not fully edited. They are processed through Lightroom. They're color corrected. they're cropped. I don't go in and retouch skin Mm -hmm. on every single one of those images. The only images that get skin retouched on and fully edited to like my standard of what I show on my website are the ones that are going to go in their album or they're going to be printed. And my clients understand this. I'm very open about it. I explain the process to them. And so I tell them, you're getting 150 it'll tell your whole entire wedding day story you will get additional ones and if there's one or two in there that i didn't fully edit it you really wanted it because you want to print them just let me know
2: mm-hmm.
1: but telling them they're getting all of their photos is not a good yeah, idea. Yeah, They're going to come back and ask for all the raw images Yeah, all the whatevers.
0: Yeah. And I'm and I'm 100% sure that's not what Steve meant by that. Right. But that's how it reads. Yep. Uh, and so you want to reword that. Um, the other thing that I was thinking, uh, which I learned from you, Zara, is I feel like the, the engagement session should be included. And then there's a sales session for those engagement photos. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So one of the processes with my weddings is-
0: Mm -hmm. Look at me learning shit. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look at you, you know, actually putting it into action. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) My baby's growing up. (laughs) Um, But yeah, one of the things that I do, and this is a sales tactic, right, is every single wedding package, aside from the elopement, includes an engagement session. I don't care about that engagement session fee because they've put the retainer down on their package. So their session is included. No images are included. They have to purchase those images. So what ends up happening is let's say my bride and groom book, my middle package, which is $3,600 right now, I think. It's technically the first all-inclusive package, right? It includes six hours of wedding coverage. It includes two photographers, an engagement session, the smaller album, um, and that's it. And like 150 images. Mm-hmm. So that $3,600 wedding package is typically going to be an eight to $9,000 total sale when I'm done with it. Because – They're going to purchase images from their engagement session. More often than not, people will add pages to their album. And then my brides typically do a boudoir session on top of it. And so I can get ten to twelve thousand dollars sales averages from one wedding client, not because my packages start at those points, but because I strategically place things in there that are optional like they don't have to purchase any of their engagement pictures i don't Mm -hmm. force them to there's but they're gonna want to they want some (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then they're also spending in increments so money spent is money forgotten so if they've paid for their package already and this thing is included oh, okay, well, like now we're saving a little bit more because now we didn't have to pay the session fee, but we still have to purchase my biggest wedding package also includes what I call lifetime client benefits. If someone is going to spend upfront $6,000 with me for their wedding, they get lifetime client benefits, which means that going forward from the day of their wedding, they will no longer have to pay a single session fee whether it's for a boudoir session, for a maternity session, for newborn session. And a newborn session actually cost me because I don't photograph newborns. So I actually have to hire someone to come in and photograph the newborn. And then I will edit and I will do the sales session. So I'll still make money. But up front, it's costing me. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, If they want to do family pictures, whatever, they will never have to pay another session fee. But the only way that works is if I don't include images in those session fees. Right. So hair and makeup will be included, and I will pay out of pocket for that because now they're pre-qualified clients because they've already spent this much money on their wedding, and I know that they're going to keep spending money
0: with me. I think uh, a really important thing here is that this isn't a bait and switch or a hidden, like, free engagement session, and then, oh, guess what? you got to buy your photos. That's something that they know up front. You get the session-free you can choose to buy the photos or not. You're not yep. trying to hide the fact that they're not getting photos when you include that engagement session. Yep. Um, because that's going to that's gonna do backfire in your face. Yep. That's going to do exactly the opposite of what you want.
1: And on that note, when I do give away an engagement session, an image is included. So one image? So if I'm, yep, if I'm at a there, bridal yeah. show mm-hmm. and we are doing a giveaway for an engagement session, they are going to get at least one image mm-hmm. that is included, and it's $150 per digital file. So, it's the engagement session, which is $300 plus 100, and that's a $450 value. Right. That they're right. get so they are actually getting something for it. Mm-hmm. It's not oh if you want if you want more yes you have to purchase those and then there is a discount on that too. So like, mm-hmm. but with these they know that it's just the engagement session,
2: right? not right. the images. right?
1: Um, and it's the same thing with, like, a boudoir session. If I'm giving away a boudoir session, it's a little different because there's hair and makeup included,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I will include, like, one image or some kind of a gift with purchase or whatever to make sure that they're not feeling like they're getting gypped. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, with, with the pricing. So that being said, with Steve's pricing, include the second photographer in there. Mm-hmm. Like I am fairly sure that Melissa's probably going to be second shooting for you anyways, or like right. you have her as a backup. Just include it in there in the full price. Um, the album, I would say in your basic one, you probably don't want to include an album. Um, and so just leave that whole line off of it. And then include your engagement shoot and take out the whole 50% off booking between October and February. Like, no, like you, there's way too much information. If you have a special going and someone sends you an inquiry. So if it's between October and February, someone sends you an inquiry, you can say, Hey, and by the way, we have this special, if you book your wedding, you know, um, right now, and we do your engagement shoot between October and February, we're giving away a $200 credit towards your engagement pictures. Mm Mm-hmm or something along those lines versus putting that on your price sheet. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the additional hours, the albums, all of that should be an a la carte list. You should have your packages. So three, whatever, however many packages you decide to do, have your packages and then have your a la carte. Um, And what I can do too is I can actually send out, I haven't, old version of my price guide I can post it or send it out or whatever so people can see how I have mine set up okay um and you're more than welcome to copy it or do whatever Mm -hmm. maybe use your own wording and your own images don't use my images (laughs) right um but yeah I'm more than happy to share that to show people how it's set up as far as here's the packages here's what everything cost because the other thing too is when You have package prices, package prices indicate that there's a significant savings, but if people don't know what the a la carte pricing is, they don't know what the saving is. And so they don't know what it's comparing to, Mm -hmm. um, like my, my biggest package, if they got that a la carte, if they picked out all the things off of the a la carte menu would be over $12,000 and they're getting it for half the price.
0: I can show them what, um, like what, an a la carte, because you, you sent me your high school stuff, so I can show them oh, the, yeah. the a la carte yeah. sheet from that. To, to, and I to think say. that
1: has like packages on one side too.
0: Yeah, I can show them, so I can show them that. Let me just get to it. Um, one of the other things I wanted to, to point out quick too is, and I'm not sure if this is the final form, so if it isn't, um, that's cool. I totally get it. But um, the... The, the format that this is in, the presentation of it, I think needs some work. Like the bullet list I don't think doesn't work. The fonts, um, you know, all of that sort of stuff I think should be cleaned up so it looks cleaner and
1: more high-end. More, more high-end, exactly. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Yeah, and, and and along those same lines, uh, I don't know how you feel about this, Zara, but I feel like it should just say wedding Yep, pricing, and then you have a separate one that says event. and they may be identical except for engagement shoot isn't added right. in there because somebody that's just doing an event doesn't give you know two wits about an engagement shoot. Exactly, um, and that that just keeps things cleaner and more separate, and I think a little a little higher end uh, again. Um,
1: and honestly, I mean, for me, event like I don't even have a price sheet for events. Event pricing mm-hmm. is hourly. It's $450 an hour, and they get, I guarantee, 30 images per hour. That's okay. pretty much it.
0: So here is um, trying to load it up here. I don't know why it's not loading immediately.
1: Because it hates
0: us. Because it hates me, yeah. Of course, it's not going to work right now. Okay, I'll do this a different way. Does oh, it there It's easier. I see it. I did it load up, and it went away.
1: I mean, it looks like it's loading
0: now. Uh, stupid computers.
1: I mean, it's Here. right so here's the a la
0: carte. <laughs> and you can't see it perfectly because it's not fitting. In. So here's what her collections. This is uh, older high school seniors, I think, that you yeah. sent me because when I was trying to work up some senior pricing. So I this think it's is my what, most current because I haven't oh, really
1: is? redone it in a in a couple of years. Okay.
0: So yeah, this is what our high school senior um looks like and and this is what I'm talking about with the formatting, the presentation just looks cleaner. Um and then like she was saying the the it is way less information, so it's not uh, an overwhelming amount of information and it's sort of easy to parse and take in what you get for each one and then the a la carte looks like this and it's just a, a pretty simple layout of the the, the selection of tools um, yeah
1: it doesn't have to be like if product. there's too much information on the page it's just overwhelming
0: right right People so are like looking i want to like,
2: know oh,
1: oh. yep i want to know exactly what it is and how much it's costing me and mm-hmm. that's it like yeah. you can tell me all the other things later for me to decide like if your prices look good and they're within my range, I'm gonna to come to you, and then you tell me what else you can do for me. Yep, yep. So.
0: All right, any questions? And well, we're wondering if you have any questions, check out that merch, check out that merch, <laughs> check out that merch. You can go to shp.photo.com slash bizmerch if you want to support the show with any of the merch merch things that we have. Whatever you want, stickers, mugs, you know, blah, blah, blah. You guys know the drill. If you don't want the merch, totally cool. Tell people about the show. Tell people about the group. Tell people about the podcast. You can check the podcast and subscribe yourself if you're not subscribed at shp.photo slash podcast. And that will take you to the Anchor page, but it's also available on all of the podcast things. So whether you have an iPhone or an Android and use podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Android Podcasts or whatever the hell it's called now, You can listen on the go, all of that kind of stuff. Yep. Anything you do to support the show is something that we very much appreciate. Uh, We also appreciate that you guys hang out with us because that means a lot. It really, really, really does. I don't say that flippantly even though it sounded flippant when I was saying it because I was in presentation (laughs) voice. (laughs) It means a lot to us that you guys hang out with us every week. It really does. It
1: does. Yep, we appreciate you. Yes,
0: very much. Uh, so Steve says, I agree with all of it. The list style was to put out all the prices and options so I could see it broken down after changes, and now I'll implement to those and clean it up. And that and that's kind of what I figured, um, but I but I did want to ma- point it out Imagine just it. in case. Yeah, because it's worth mentioning. Um, and he says, um, Steve says, I'm the kind of person that if I don't see it when I draft it, then I question the I- info when I finalize it. Oh, the exactly. other thing I was going to add too is the the FAQ. Uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, and Zara, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on this, but in my opinion, it shouldn't be part of your pricing sheet. That should just be a page on your website.
1: Yes, I agree. I was okay. gonna say the same exact thing. Yeah, All right. <laughs> having it on your website or you know on like the knot or wedding wire or whatever, if they have like an FAQ section, still. Yeah, exactly. Uh, putting it on something like that is gonna be way better than putting it into, so like I will, like I said, I will uh, post up my price guide, the PDF to it um, in the chat later uh, when I find it. And that one, so the guide itself has a price sheet and then it has like all the other crap with it, um, which you could, if you know you want to turn it into a price guide, you can, but if it's just a pricing menu, then yeah, just two sheets that you open up this way mm-hmm. um, is good.
0: All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Any other questions, gang?
1: I don't uh, have any questions.
0: Yeah, Kim Kimberly asked if, if she doesn't want merch, is there a donation button? We don't currently have a donation button. I guess we could have a donation button.
1: We could do like a PayPal thing. Yeah, that might be up. a
0: thing that we could put up sometime. Um, Mike says, got to get a sticker for my laptop. That would look sweet.
1: I need to put mine on my laptop, actually. I'm like afraid to like put it on because I don't want it to be crooked because then it's going to like drive me crazy. But right. I should just get over my fear and do
0: it. <laughs> right, right. All right. I don't think we have any more questions. So thank you again, everybody, for joining us. We do appreciate it very much. Uh, we'll be back next week. And I know we had a topic. I'm pretty sure that is um, email list building, but let me double check. Um, I think so. Yep. Next week, we're going to be talking about building your email list tools, techniques, strategies, uh, all of those things, because I do still think that, in general, the email list is highly undervalued. Uh, So tune in for that next week, and we'll talk about that. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you, Anything else you want to add, Zara? Nope. Thank you. Thanks for sticking with us. Bye, everybody. See you later.
0: Yeah.